Hello, welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. Today, I met with a very special guest, Kylie, a high school sophomore. I've known Kylie since she was a baby. I have several pictures of Kylie, her sister Sam, and my boys as babies. It's quite impressive how she's grown into a mature and adventurous young lady. During our conversation, Kylie provides a view into an introvert's world and perspective. Eating alone at lunch, taking service adventures abroad, and trying out for a sports team that she had never even played before. Kylie inspires us by her can-do attitude and her ability to consistently go beyond what is comfortable. We hope you enjoy this episode. you taking time. I know you're very busy, so I really appreciate it. Uh, we've known each other a long time. Your mom is one of my best friends, and so I feel like I've seen you grow up into this beautiful, awesome young woman. And um, as we've talked about, and as I talked about on this podcast, really the purpose of this podcast is to help people learn from other people, help people to maybe see themselves and others that have had difficulties or struggles or even successes and be able to relate to that. So um, you're a sophomore in high school, so I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some of the transitions from 8th to 9th, 9th to 10th, and some of the uh, other challenges that you've had, um, as well as, like I mentioned, successes. So let's first start with your uh, transition from 8th to 9th grade. We've already had uh, at least one podcast where we had some people talk a little bit about that, but just from your experience, um, what were some of the things that you were thinking about um, as you were leaving eighth grade and then going into ninth? I was very excited to leave because I was kind of getting sick of all the people that I was in school for for like eight years. I definitely wanted to change. I wanted to like make new friends, but at the same time, I was also very nervous. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make friends easily at that new school. I didn't know where, how big it was going to be, like how big the classes were going to be, where I was going to be going at all. I didn't know really much of anything. So you had taught, yeah, when you were thinking about going to high school, you had a couple of options, right? There was like the traditional um, public school that mostly your school fed into, right? The one that was going to be probably the most traditional or, or that would be the logical next step and then you looked at other schools too. What were some of your thoughts or reasons for not going that traditional route? Well, um, the school I went to now is really small. It's a lot smaller than the public school mm -hmm. and I think that'd be better for me because I don't do well with crowds and big classes. I do much better with like small classes and more attention from the teacher mm -hmm. and I think that was, that's just like a better learning style for me. I can't do well with big groups like that yeah. and also they have a really good art department which I love ah. so I really liked that and my mom went there so and she really liked it for the one year she went so right. I decided to give it a shot interesting so do you feel like I think for someone at that age do it like recognizing those things about yourself that you actually knew enough that 
Because there's a lot of pressure, I think, to do what everyone else is doing. So the fact that you knew enough about yourself in terms of both the learning environment but some of your interests, um, I think that's really cool. And then how did you find, and I already know this, but just for the purpose of the, the podcast, how did you find your parents throughout the process, just in terms of how did they help or in terms of that transition or looking at schools? Did you were they Were they a big influence to that or were you really driving that choice? in terms of going to a different school? Um, at first, they kind of like pushed me into going to Yorktown because they wanted to like me to like stick to my friend group. And then like I said, I wanted to go to a smaller school and they kind of like supported me with that. Like they knew that I didn't want to go to the giant school um, and that I wanted to make new friends and get out of my comfort zone. And they definitely supported me with that. They like, we looked at other schools that were smaller than the public school um, to apply to. Mm-hmm. And they were definitely a lot better than... Like they were helpful through the process? Yes. And then, um, what you mentioned the application, so I didn't even think of this till you just mentioned it, but is the application process scary for going to a different school? Was there anything that stressed you out about that process? Um, I don't think so. I just had to write an essay and then submit it. So I don't think it was really that hard. Yeah, they weren't like too... <laughs> stressed about getting in or thinking like once you picked the one that you wanted to go to you felt like it was a good shot to get there and it wasn't yeah. over worrying. Um, I think I applied to like two schools and I feel like if I didn't get into one like I could go to the Pope school but I'd be really disappointed. Got it. Okay so then in terms of um, we'll come back to I think starting at the new school because clearly you were going to be in a situation where uh, it was going to be def- different totally different type of school than you were used to but the summer between your um, like eighth grade and ninth grade, right? You did something really cool, and um, I think it's. I really want to talk to you about it here, um, and just hear about your experience. So tell me a little bit about what you did that summer, um, what it's called, and you know how you how that came to be. All right, um, I did a two week adventure service camp called Ark, and my mom actually kind of pushed me into it. I didn't want to do it at all. I was like. She told me, like, we're, like, two days before we were going to go. We're like, Kylie, you're doing this trip. Get packed. And I'm like, what? And so she literally just, like, pushed me on a plane and sent me to California. And I did not want to do this at all. I was, like, I'm pretty sure I was crying. I yeah. probably was. I did not want to do this. And it turned out, it turned out being, like, really good for me because being pushed out of your comfort zone is really good because you'll experience things that you'll never experience on your own. Right. Which is really good for, which is really good for me because I never would have done that if I wasn't pushed in. Did she ever tell you why she wanted you to do something like that, like after the fact or even as you, as you were crying and being put on the plane? Like, did did she ever give you context or uh, a purpose for why she thought that might be good for you? She knew that I was going to be going into a new school, and so she wanted me to get familiar with being pushed into new experiences. Uh-huh. And so she thought that being pushed into an experience like art would be good practice for being pushed into like like big time, big, right? yeah, for being um, I guess pushed into yeah. high school, right? With a ton of new experiences. So then, tell me a little bit about um, when you first landed. So once you got to California. How, what was the pro- like? Were there other people that were part of the camp? Like, were you? Was there someone there greeting you that took everybody to the same place, or how did it work? 
my mom actually did fly to California okay. with me, and so we hung out in this little like rental house for a few days, and then she drove me to the airport, and at that airport, we, there was like that whole group of my uh. my class, or my my section, yeah. my camp, um, and we we met the leader, and mom just like, bye Kylie, have fun. Wow. <laughs> and so yeah, that was it. Like I met a girl there. She seemed really nice, and I kind of bonded with those people right away. And were you emotional when you left at that point, or do you feel like once you were at the airport and you kind of saw the other kids, like, were you like, oh, maybe this is something that I can do? I was definitely really emotional right when I got there, because, like, I did not want to do this at all, and there was these, peop these people that I didn't know, they were already, like, looking like they were friends, and they all quickly mm -hmm. knew each other. But then this girl came up to me, and, like, she's like, hi, like, I'm Bess, nice to meet you. And that really, like, clicked for me, like, and I decided that I could give this a shot. Like, if this girl's gonna right. be nice to me, maybe, like, there's other girls like her here. And so I just, I was a lot less nervous with that, because I knew, like, this girl wants to be my friend, and I'm gonna hang out with her for, like, two right. weeks, and so. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that to me, I think, that we forget, um, that's a, just a good life lesson is that sometimes it just takes one person, right? If you just have one person that you can connect with or that if you're lonely or, you know, at any time really, if you just have someone that makes an effort or that's proactive, especially um, if you're someone that's shy, like having that other person come up to you, but vice versa, like now that you've experienced that, I suspect you would pay that forward, right? Because you know what that feels like to be in that situation. Uh, tell me a little bit about the service part of the camp. So the camp, there's a service part, and then there's also like a fun, that's sort of like the trip part, right? Yeah. So tell me, the, how did the service part work for that first summer? And what was something that you got from it? Um, for the service in California, we were working at um, homeless shelters and like helping pass up the food and like putting things into bags for the shelter. And it was a really cool experience because we got to see like firsthand what the people there were like and they were they were so friendly they were so nice but they were also like really thankful that we were there and helping them and it just made me think like how fortunate we all are to like not have to deal with that and not have to like be in that situation were you ever um did you ever have an experience where you saw homelessness before or that you were that close to it or was that your first time really seeing that like, obviously, I've seen homeless people, but I've never really, like, experienced it like that. Like, I've never really, like, talked to anyone. I've just, like, seen them, like, in the car. So, like, being able to talk to them and being able to, like, actually help them really, I think, was yeah. really good for me because I never would have done that without them. And there's something about it, I think, that's perspective. It gives you, like, if you've only seen one way of life, right, and we're all in the area that we live in extremely fortunate and have a lot of blessings and gifts, and so I think when you see that or you experience it, it gives you perspective and it also helps with an appreciation, right, for sure, because now you have something to compare it to. Um, and then what about, what was the fun part of that camp? Uh, we, we went whitewater rafting, oh. which was really fun. And then... Did you have to travel for that part of it? Like, did you travel from one place to another? Or did you... Was it all in the same location in terms of where no. you... No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, we did travel. We started in San Francisco, and then we had a van. Huh. With, I, I think our group was, like, 14 people, so we all fit in this little van. 
Um, and we drove up to Tahoe and Yosemite, and so we like nice. we went around like those areas, but it was like four or five hour car rides, <laughs> like straight lots up. Of, yeah, lots of windy roads. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of, so you met the one girl, and then did you f- find other friends throughout the process? Do you feel like you made some good friends in, th- in that experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, the first or second day, we all had to write our, um, like our theme song, like a little blurb about us ah. in the journal and I wrote the Darth Vader theme song. And <laughs> I love it. The rest of camp everyone started calling me Darth Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really fun for me because like I felt like so connected to everyone that we had like, had, like our own little thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the other thing too, whether it's a camp like that or it's a sports team or it's something else where you put yourself out there when you have a shared experience with someone else it just changes that experience and you get to I think enjoy it more you know and like you never so all these things that you've talked about unless your mom had sort of like kicked you out of the nest right you would not have experienced it and I think sometimes what you don't see ahead of you can be some of the greatest things that happen for you Um, So facing that fear, I think, you know, I've told you this a number of times, but I feel like you're very courageous for doing it um, and for following and trusting right in your mom, right? You trusted that she had your best interest at heart and that ultimately you grew from that experience. So how, how did that prepare you for going into this new high school where you didn't know anyone? Do you feel like you had a more confidence going into that after that summer? Definitely. Like I... I um was I experienced like meeting new friends and having to like get along with people and having to like put myself out there. Yeah. And I kind of brought that with me into transitioning into freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so I use like the skills I kind of learned about myself. Yeah. In that summer, going into that year, like trying to put myself out there, trying to like make new friends, and I think it did help. Yeah. Like, I did make friends yeah. because of that. So, and I think for you, um, we maybe commented on this earlier, but um, you're more like comfortably. You're more shy. Like you're a shyer person, so it's mm-hmm. harder for you to like put yourself out there. Yeah. And so that feels like not work, right? But it t- it, re- it requires a lot of energy yeah. for you to do that. So being able to, um, being able, I think to show yourself that you could do it in this other environment, like practice, <laughs> practice makes perfect, right? Like that you can apply that over and over. What about, is there anything that sticks out to you that first year um, that either was difficult or that you were surprised by in a good way, right? Because you had some assumptions going into it that maybe it was gonna be harder because you didn't know as many people or it was obviously gonna be a different learning environment. So maybe, just, yeah, anything that sticks out for you from that from that first year. Relatable is sponsored by TFA Soft Skills, your one-stop shop for workshops, coaching, speaking, and soft skills development. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.tfasoftskills.com for more information. super super homesick and I didn't like I wanted to like I wanted to call my mom third day and like have her bring me home but then again like I wanted to stay I wanted to like 
hang out with my friends and I wanted to like see how I would be able to make it through mm -hmm. and so I decided like not to call her and like I made it through and it was really great because just like getting through that experience definitely like helped me go through freshman year. Yeah and then what about freshman year did anything stick out for you when you look back on that year because you're now a sophomore so you have all of that great experience to pull from but was there anything that stuck out to you in terms of that first year that either was a difficulty or was actually something that you were surprised by it being easier than you thought or um, that you found to be a, a better experience than you were expecting? I definitely thought it was easier to make friends than I thought because I kind of imagined like going to this school and everyone like already knows each other but in reality like you're all in the same boat like right. you're all freshmen you don't know where anything is right same as everyone else so yeah. it's a lot easier to make friends because you're all in this together you're all doing the same thing so and then was there I know you're gonna kill me for bringing this up but um, there was a story of a dance right where <laughs> And I have, so poor Kylie, I've known Kylie for so long and I get all these um, stories that maybe she wouldn't share otherwise, through, through, sometimes through her and sometimes through her mom, but um, in terms of this dance, so um, tell me a little bit about um, what happened and how you got to attend the dance. Um, well, I kind of just like told my mom I wanted to do this because like I, I collected all the names for the it's a fundraiser it's a fundraiser right. so I collected yeah. all the names and I collected the I collected the, uh, I collected the money and so um, yeah I just thought I really wanted to like go and so she drove me there and I didn't see any of my friends when I first walked in so I started getting kind of nervous um, but I, I got the teacher I went in the gym. And I saw a group of friends that, like, I didn't know that well, but I kind of just, like, hung around them a little bit, and I saw my other friends, like, kind of come in. And it was really fun. Like, I'm glad I went, but it was really hard to go into that place and not seeing anyone I know. Like, you went there by yourself. Like, I think yeah. that, again, is so bold and courageous, and the fact that you uh, put yourself in this uncomfortable situation. So I'm a big believer that through discomfort, you learn and grow. Um, there's this whole philosophy in business where they talk about people being disruptors and how, like Amazon, right, there's a lot of disruption that happens at Amazon because they're constantly creating and innovating and pushing new product. So I think there's like, there's the same philosophy that, that like uh, applies to being a human, right? And the more, discomfort you experience you can get great things out of that and you can grow out of it so the fact that you were willing to put yourself out there and I think so many people can relate to what you're saying in terms of that initial fear of like not wanting to do it do you know how many people probably listen to that and just don't make the effort and don't try and like the fact that you're putting yourself out there and I think that you're like live to tell the tale right you ended up having a good time it wasn't as traumatic as maybe people think it might be um, especially for someone that's not like super outgoing or that that's um, or extroverted or something that feels super comfortable to you. So I think it's it's awesome. Um, all right, so then you go to your second ARC experience because you liked it so much the first time. So talk just a little bit about that. What was that like your second summer? Um, so I 
did not have my mom to fly with me. I actually flew with a girl that was coming, that was from my hometown and going down to the same camp. Mm -hmm. So we flew down to Miami together. We all met in Miami, and then the entire camp all flew down to Ecuador, which is where the camp was. That's a lot farther than a lot farther than California. country. Like now you're t you're like taking it up a notch, right? In terms of being further away, and I think less comfortable. Look, really quick, just to go back, in terms of the second summer, did you ask to go, or yes. was it another, like, you're going? No, you at this point. I asked to go. It was okay. almost three weeks, much longer, but I was like, you know what? I want to do this. This seems like so much fun. I really loved the last summer. I really want to push myself again, and I really loved it. That is awesome. Okay, and did you mix? So you went to Ecuador, and then, mm -hmm. again, really quick, just what was the service component this time? Was it similar, or was it different? It was a lot more manual labor. We were like oh. cementing floors for um, like families with dirt floors. Mm -hmm. And then we were also building like a concrete kitchen, like hauling up giant blocks of concrete. So it was much more like manual yeah. hard labor, but it was, I feel like it was much more um, impactful. Like it de oh. I feel like it definitely like helps the oh, uh, village more mm -hmm. than I, so it's interesting, like, and what is it about that that was impactful for you, do you think? Like, wh why did it make more of an impact? Um, well, at my house I was assigned to, for the concrete and floors, there was a six-year-old and a baby, oh. and it just, like, it was so great to, like, being able to, like, change their lives by cementing their bedrooms. Like, right. it was so, because, like, they don't have to breathe in the dirt anymore. Like, it's just so great to be able to see that. I think too what as you're talking it's like the legacy of that so you're creating something that's going to last a long time um, and not to say that you know feeding people <laughs> I mean, that's a huge <laughs> impact but I, I think that legacy of like you created something that will be there long after you leave and that's really like the kind of the cool feeling yeah. um, so then in the fun part of this trip I'm so jealous of this part <laughs> of her trip where did you go we went to the Galapagos. Yes, I want to go there so bad. Um, and how long were you there for, like? Um, I want to say, like, five days, maybe a week. And is that um, while you're there? I don't really know that much about Galapagos, but do you go to different places within the Galapagos Islands? or So, like, is each day a little bit different, or is it one place that you're getting to kind of hang out and see? We all went that? to, like, two or three different islands. Like, we could took a boat, yep. and we, like, took a boat across the water to see different islands, which was really cool. And then in terms of this second trip, were they the same people or different people? So did you have to kind of start all over again? Did you have anyone that you knew from the previous summer? I knew one person from the previous summer, and just my luck, it was the annoying guy. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you got to start over because it's, then you have to meet people that you kind of want to spend your time with. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so now we're at like going into your sophomore year. Are you feeling any anxiety or stress about that? Or you're feeling pretty good because now you've been through freshman year, you've had this awesome summer experience. Is there anything that like you're worried about going into your second year? No, I'm feeling good. Feeling I'm like, good. Everything's cruising along. Yeah, everyone, everything's good. And then um, you, was it you or your mom or your dad in terms of field hockey? So field hockey, is that a fall sport? It's a fall sport, yes. And how did that come up? 
want to talk a little bit about your experience Um, I heard there was a meeting in the spring, and I'm like, Dad, I want to go. This seems, like, really fun and really cool. He's like, okay. And so I kind of just, like, found it, and I'm like, this seems like such a cool sport. And I ended up loving it, like, tryouts for three days. I didn't know anything about field hockey. I just went, showed up with a stick and some goggles, and I'm like, okay, let's try this. I ended up getting on, no idea how, but... Yeah, I love that. And so, was part of your interest, like, what drove that interest to to pursue that, do you think? Like, just that you want to try something new, or was it also to meet friends, or what were some of the driving? My mom kind of told me, like, I should meet new new girls. Like, I did have friends, but, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a giant friend group. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really wanted to make new friends, and then also I really wanted to, like, start a sport, because I have never really been on a team sport, mm-hmm. uh, so I wanted to try that, and it was really fun to, like, be, be on a team and be part of something, yeah. So tell me about, tell me about the tryout process for you, like, tell me how that was and how you got through it, and, wow. be, and be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I knew yeah. nothing about field hockey, yeah. and so I showed up the first time. Of tryouts with my little stick yep. and my goggles, and they gave me a number. And they're like, "Okay, everyone, run a mile." I'm like, Uh-oh. "Hold up, what?" <laughs> and I got like a 12-minute mile. Like, I'm not a mile person. I don't like the mile. Not, not fun. And so she's like, "Kylie, you really should do some research. Research on field hockey." I'm like, "Okay." Uh. So I went home. Like, I googled up some videos, and so I watched mm-hmm. some videos. Got the basic, the basic hand movements, mm-hmm. the basic um, stick skills, and so I brought that with me to the second day, and like we just like passed around the ball and stuff like that. So I I thought that a little better. Yeah. The third day, I was like so relieved it was finally over. I'm like, did you ever want to yes. quit? Oh yeah. Many times. The first the first week after tryouts, I'm like, I hope they didn't get me. I hope I hope I'm not on. I hope I didn't. <laughs> I really hope. I tried. I hope I didn't get it. Really, That's so really funny. hope. And I, I saw the roster. I'm like, Molly didn't get on. She's like, oh, that's sad. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's sad. Because, like, I I really liked the the experience of the tryouts, but I didn't want to be on the team. Oh, how funny. Like, I was, like, I was so down for being on, like, trying mm-hmm. something, but I didn't want to, like, actually put in effort. Ah. But then you did make it. I did make it, and then I went to, like, email the coach and be like, yeah, so I don't actually, mistake. I don't actually want to be on the team. I ended up not doing that. I had to cut off my bracelets for three months, which I was very sad about, but it was really cool because I, I never really had been on a team before, right. and it was really fun for me to, like, being able to like go to practice every every sure. weekend or every day and then have games and being able to leave class early and it was just so fun for me to like be able to do that. Okay, so now you've told us of like four experiences at least, right? Where you have I think we now know the theme of this podcast, <laughs> which is like all these experiences where you have no idea what the outcome is going to be, right? And you're putting yourself again in these uncomfortable situations. What do you think, if you can articulate it, it may be hard, but what is it that you have that 
helps you to do these things? Do you know? Like, where does that come from, do you think? Um, I feel like I've always been really interested in, like, trying new things. Mm -hmm. Like, ever since I was little, I loved trying new foods. And, like, just being able to, like, put yourself out there and, like, try new experiences is really interesting to me. Like, I love, I love that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like being able to, like, do, like, do the same thing every day is boring. Like, Hard, yeah. You know, and do you not have a big fear? Like, it seems like fear, while well, you have it and you feel it, it does not... It's not an obstacle for you. Like, it doesn't drive, it seems like it doesn't really drive your behavior. Like, you're willing to kind of fight through it. Yeah. Like, I feel like after two ARC trips yeah. and after Philoki, like, you kind of push the fear aside and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. It's funny you say that. So, in one of my jobs, I had to go to India twice. Mm -hmm. And um, I. I don't mind flying, but I'm not like a, I love you, like, let me get on that plane and take me where, you know, like I can kind of do it because I know you need to do it to get to somewhere else. But going to India was how, like, how long is that flight for me? So we broke it up. So like I flew to London, which is like six or seven hours. Yeah. And then from there, it's like another 15 hours. Ooh. And, um, and I get a little bit of claustrophobia on planes I can get a little bit of panicky if I can get panic attacks and stuff. So I, you know, but I had to go. I mean, it was like part of my job and I had to do it. And um, and I feel like once I did that trip, right, I did it and I survived it. And I was there a very long time to be away from my kids. I was almost gone for like three weeks and Paul and everything. And I came back and it was like once I did that, I felt like I can do anything. So similarly to what you're talking about, like, Sometimes we all have, and it's personal, it can't, it doesn't, like, your thing doesn't necessarily translate to other people's, but once you face something that's sort of scary to you in a way that is maybe hard to face or you get through it, and you're like, oh, I've been through that, I can, I can do X because I went through that. And I feel like you have, like, all these situations now, like, in your arsenal and, like, your kind of toolbox that you've done this, and so you can just do it over and over, and it's such a great life skill, like, for real. If you'd like to advertise with Relatable, please email us at info at tfasoftskills.com for more information. So I want to talk a little bit about sophomore year, so you're in it, and then tell me, um, well first let me ask you two-part questions. So one, would you say for you in school, would you, do you, have you felt more social or academic pressure? Um, and maybe just talk a little bit about that. Like, just generally speaking, is, is one harder than the other? Or are they both hard? Are they both easy? Like, what has that been like for you? For me, I feel like I've definitely felt more social pressure. I've never really been, like, too obsessed with grades. Mm -hmm. My parents have never, like, really been hounding me, like, get to get A's. And so I've never, like, really had the academic pressure that a lot of other teenagers my age have. But I've always, like, really... Like, I've always kind of had the social pressure, like, wanting to, like, be in a giant friend group, wanting mm. to, like, be the, not popular, I wouldn't right. say, but, like... Being part of something bigger mm. than just yourself, right? Or be, And that was part of the team thing, right? Being part of that. Did yeah. that start to help feel, satisfy some of that, being part of the team? I think so, yeah. 
And then, so tell me about this year. I know there was like a little bit of a bump uh, in terms of socially. So tell me a little bit about that experience for you and, and tell people kind of what you experienced and what that was like. Well, from August to like December, I was always sat with my best friend for lunch and then mm -hmm. she left the school for three months. And so I was kind of on my, by myself for lunch and I was like, I sat by myself for like a few weeks and I'm like, you know what? This is pathetic. I'm a sophomore. <laughs> I need to change And so I, I have a, a good friend named Katrina, and I kind of, like, was like, Katrina, can I sit with you? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so, like, over, like, a few months, I kind of, like, started sitting with the group, and they kind of, like, started accepting me, which is, like, really nice because I haven't had right. anyone to sit with for a while. Yeah. And, like, being able to, like, have that group, is like really good for me. So do you feel like in that period of time that you were um, sitting alone, and I think that um, that image of in someone in high school sitting alone is like a very, um, it's like a movie image, or it's like what everyone sort of thinks about as being like this horrific, <laughs> hard thing, right? That you're, that you know, and I think for you being in that experience, and you're such an optimistic, positive person, like you, I feel like um, when you were in that, I find it interesting that no one, not interesting, like unusual, because I, I suspect this is how it is, but that no one came and sat with you, right? Like that, like do you, were you surprised that someone didn't see you sitting there by yourself and would come and sit with you? Were you waiting for that to happen? Not really, because I wasn't in the cafeteria. Oh, you would leave. We had a little, we have a little section in my school where you would have like four tables upstairs where that's like the quiet section. And so I always went up there and there's like, like four girls at a table, maybe like a few people oh, okay. with a little, with a few friends. And so that's where I sat. Like I didn't want to be like in the giant cafeteria if I didn't have anyone to sit with. Okay. And so I wasn't really like looking for anyone like to come and like sit with me. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of liked being on my own and then I'm like, you know what? No. So that's another thing that I think is really important to talk about um, because there's a, especially parents, right? So there's an image of you, and I, I mean, I feel like you know, I'm your aunt or whatever, right? But there's this image of you being by yourself, and it like breaks my heart, right? I think, oh my gosh, uh, who do I need to beat up? How do I, who do I not go down there myself, right? But there, but this idea that you actually are fine in certain situations by yourself or that you at the beginning as you were figuring this out weren't it wasn't as traumatic for you as me being on the outside looking in and I think it's important that people hear that for you it maybe isn't as traumatic as people assume it to be or that so when you were sitting like how, was it were you sad and lonely every time or was it you were kind of fine with it but felt like you know what I should also be social like is it more about pushing yourself to be social because you think it's important to have the network, um, but also could you have sat by yourself another two or three weeks and been fine? Well, I'm a very introverted person, yeah. and so I love being alone. I love being by myself. And then I just kind of getting, like, I started being, like, kind of self-conscious because, like, everyone would come by with their friends, and, like, I'd be the only person without anyone to sit with, and I'm like, eh, people don't think I have friends. I have to change that. Oh, okay. And so I decided to, like, go find a group. And then as far as, like, how did you, this group that you ended up starting to sit with, were you, um, 
friendly? Like, did you end up in the big cafeteria with them, or you're still no the... big cafeteria? Oh. And then how did so? How did you? I think that I want to break this down. <laughs> so, like, how did you approach her with that? Was it like one day at lunch you just went to their table and sat down, or did you? Was it something you talked about her in the hall? You know, like how did that come to be where you just started sitting with them? I saw them all sit at the table, and I'm like, hey, Katrina, like, can I sit with you? And she was like, yeah, sure, like, pull up a chair. I'm like, okay, sweet. And so, like, after I did that a few times, and, like, I kind of, like, felt like got the vibe, like, oh, like, they don't, they're not, like, pushing me away. Like, maybe this is cool if I just hang out here for a while. And so, like, they never really, like, said anything to me, but they never really, like, pushed me ah. away from their group. So I kind of was like, hey, I'm here, yeah. might as well sit here. And how nervous were you? that first time going up and asking that. Oh, that I was terrified. I'm right? like, That's... what is she going to say? Is she going to be like, no. I, like, I have friends with her, but I'm not, I'm not like best friends. Right. Like, she has her own group of friends. Like, I don't want to push into that. Like, I, I felt weird doing that. Here's the other thing that I'm thinking about as you're talking, that you are, like, such a survivor, too. Like, you are, man. Like, that just, I feel like, uh... What you're talking about, it's no small feat, right? To be able to um, step outside yourself and when there's a lot of pressure, when you talked about feeling some social pressure, right? And that that's been harder for you anyway, or not hard, but just that's more of a thing that you're focused on. Um, even, even with all of that, like you're still, you have a strength of confidence to you know, change your current right or your reality and I think that is such a massive great quality um and believe me even as adults I think people struggle with this sometimes which is being able to change something when something's hard right <laughs> bless you <laughs> um so in terms of um one of the things we like to ask people before we kind of wrap up here um, is the title or the um, the dwarfing title or the title of this podcast is Getting Real. And part of that is because we want the real stories from real people and we think that that's how others can learn and grow. But also there's this kind of idea or component that at different points in your life you can be like, this just got real, right? Like for whatever that is. And it does, it can change, can happen a lot over and over. So, um, is there any point for you, just in the last couple of years more so, as you're kind of going through these transitions or milestones where you kind of felt like, this just got real and I'm kind of paying attention now and I think this is going to change my life in some capacity? Like in all your different experiences that you've talked about. Because you have a lot to pull from, actually. <laughs> I mean, what do you think it was like your first day in high school where it was like this brand new learning environment and... You were kind of starting at ground zero. Was it the first time you were dropped off in California? And you're like, well, it's me or like it's all on me to make this happen. You know, what of these different experiences you described, even the lunch situation or the day, like what, where were you like, you know what, I'm, this is sort of getting real and I'm going to, uh, this is noteworthy. I think California, like, I yeah. think everything kind of, like, domino affected mm -hmm. from California. Like, if California never happened, I would still, like, be sitting by myself. I never would have gone to Ecuador. I never would have done field hockey. It definitely, wow. like, kind of helped me, like, break down my, com my 
yeah. my comfort zone and like kind of get out of my shell, mm-hmm. which thanks to my mom happened. I right. never would have done that by myself, but yeah, without California, I never would have done any of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I just and I just wanted to know what was what has it been like since the end of your freshman year to now and kind of what are your expectations going forward throughout the rest of your high school experience like do you expect to put yourself out there more whether it's socially or socially or academically and just just kind of what do you want the rest of your high school experience to be like I feel like I'm gonna try to like push myself out there I may not be wanting to or like necessarily like willing to all the way but I'm gonna like try to because I know that like in the end it's going to help me mm-hmm. get through it mm-hmm. and it's gonna like be good for me because after all like after everything I've been through like everything that I push myself out of my comfort zone to like it has helped me as a person get better yeah. with yeah the world. yeah I think it is it's like get better with the world but I think it's also this idea that like the more you do it it's a muscle start to feel things aren't as scary right you, you situations now that you're going to put yourself in you're like I've done this I can I can get through this again um, and the fact that you know you're open to those experiences and that you still want to have those experiences uh, one other question because I think it'd be um, we, we asked this of some of our other guests is just for you what have you found to be helpful to you so as you're, because I think high school is generally a stressful time, just in terms of the pressure that you all face. And so whether it's your parents or a mentor or a teacher, like what are the things that have been helpful to you uh, along the way, do you think? Um, definitely having like a supportive group of friends, like having someone to talk to, mm-hmm. um, like outside of school is definitely great. I, I personally have a life coach, and so she definitely, like, helped me, like, figure out what to do with my friend group, mm. and I, def- I don't know if, like, everyone would benefit from it, that type of thing, but it definitely helped me get out of my comfort zone more. Mm-hmm. Do you think sometimes having that objective person that's not, like, parents have a certain role, right, in your life, for sure, as do teachers, as do your, but, like, you know, having that objective third party, uh, that's not, there's no, like, agenda, right, there's nothing in it for them other than you being your best you, right, and being able to, so, um, maybe just talk a little bit about that experience, just how, um, open you were to doing that, or what, um, were you nervous about talking to someone like that, or how that's been? I kind of told my mom, like, I kind of wanted a life coach, I needed someone I talked to about, like, school stuff Mm -hmm. and everything. She's like, okay, cool. And so, like, I started going to her for, like, a few weeks, and she's definitely helped me. She's definitely, like, helped me open up to, like, other people and to gain more confidence and things like that, And which is, like, stuff I I can never really do on my own. Mm -hmm. And I don't think my parents could really like help me with that like they could try but they're they wouldn't be right as they're someone skilled right that that's yeah. their job like they're skilled in being able to help you with your individual and unique needs to do that yeah uh, I think that's awesome 
And then just anything that, um, that's been like difficult or that you, in terms of support or, so we joked around um, when I had Luke on here, he, he gave me grief that um, sometimes I tend to overreact uh, to grades. Like I'll see something because we can look at through that phone, I can see, right? And his, his <laughs> he would like me to be more patient and like let things kind of work out before I sort of have a, a moment, like a flip out moment. So is there anything like that or anything constructive that you can share that maybe uh, we as parents can do a little bit better or teachers or anyone else, right, that you feel like could benefit from people that might listen to this in terms of like what would help you, right, or things that you wish were maybe a little bit different? I think that definitely like giving people time to get the grade up, get the friends um mm. get what they want instead of like pushing it on them is definitely good because yeah. it takes people a long time to like either get their figure it out yeah figure things out like especially for me like it took me such a long time to get new make new friends and or like bring some grade up and like it, that can't just like happen overnight like you can't just like expect things to change that fast yeah so definitely like waiting patience yeah patience and like not like hounding people about like grades or anything like yeah that. so funny you say that because i started thinking about how everything for everybody now is so immediate mm-hmm. like right you've got the immediate with technology and you have the immediate with food like you need 24-hour food all the time <laughs> like 24-hour cable like there's all there's immediate everything i think that's such a good point that just to slow down and be patient and I think it's great for us to hear that as parents and as people that are in roles or jobs or in situations where we can help right, young adults, you know, just to remember that patience is such an important factor. Um, well, I thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. And I feel like your candor and your honesty is so um, welcome and people are really going to learn a lot from you and hopefully can see themselves in you. And um you know, can take that forward. So thank you so much. for listening and thank you to Kylie such a brave young woman and so honest about her experiences really appreciate her time and her vulnerability a special thanks to Pat Rouleau the producer of this episode if you like this episode please subscribe and rate Relatable on iTunes and follow us on Twitter until next time this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable <laughs>